Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. I hit a button and we get started. Man, I'm so excited. I don't know what day it is for you when you're listening to this, but it is Friday over here. And I am stoked to have a little weekend to hop into. But first, we have an awesome podcast. And this is someone who the hype is real, everyone. We have been talking about this. She mentioned that the mere fact that she was going to slay some of the myths on this podcast. And it is time. It is happening. Who is my guest, Casey? Who is this? Who are you talking about? She is a social media leader. And I don't take that term lightly. Digital content creator and LinkedIn master, master Jedi. And, and I don't say that lightly either. I've met some amazing influencers on LinkedIn and she is one of the top ones. And, and what's really cool, I love following her and learning from her on LinkedIn. She makes social fun, but also powerful. Have fun doing it while making a huge impact. That's what we're going to talk about today, using LinkedIn to build relationships, optimization tips. We're just going to chat all about things. Director of Content and Digital Media at Enterprise Community Partners, Mandy McIntyre. Welcome to the show. Hey, woo woo. Happy Friday. Thanks for having me, Casey. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to you know, see your posts and interact with you there. It's another thing to have you right in front of me where I can pick your brain and learn all, all the things that, that make it happen. Because you really, you know, when, when you pose a question to the community or you share a thought, people are like thankful. They're sharing it. They're, they're I almost want to say retweeting, but they're resharing it and, and they're commenting and they're engaging on it. So you really ha have this engaged community around you. And so um, we're going to talk all about LinkedIn. We're going to talk about being real, all these good things. So let me pass this to you. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, here we go. You got it? Yes. All right, you got it. Whoa. Oh, this thing's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? You get used to just kind of swinging around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right, take Thor's hammer and smash right. me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Just set the record straight once and for all. So Casey, here is the myth that I want to smash. And that's that you have to be, as a leader, really buttoned up, polished, only speaking on the company line on social media and especially on LinkedIn. It's just not true. We want to see your human side. Your human side. So you don't have to be that perfectly polished, amazing figurehead over there. Exactly. I think sometimes people are too scared to show their true self and they're thinking about especially the old days of LinkedIn when it was kind of just like a resume. Mm. Everyone just wanted to have their pretty headshot up there, a little bio of what they do. And now if they're actually posting, they're just like, okay, I'll post my company's press release. This is perfect. But nobody wants that. You're there yeah. as an individual, not your company talking head. Yeah, I cringed when you said posting a press release. Knowing what I know about watching you do it and watching um, that, that seems like the wrong, what, why do people are, why are we sort of stuck in this time warp? Why do we think that we have to be so polished on LinkedIn? It's totally a time warp. You put it perfectly. I think that some people on LinkedIn don't yet follow all the content creators like us and many of our friends. So they're just seeing other people like them who might be C-suite, you know, leaders, and they're all doing the same thing. It's just like a little bubble 
and they're all posting their company announcements and saying, so proud that my company announced XYZ today. And they think that's what they're supposed to keep doing. Yeah. And, and, and nobody really wants to see that. We don't want to get it in our email. We don't want to get it on LinkedIn. What should they be doing? What, what, and, and who should they be when they're on LinkedIn? Should they be a certain kind of persona? They're not, they can't be polished. So should they be grungy? Like what's the, uh, what should they look like? <laughs> Just be real, be authentic. Um, you know, there's a reason that you are in the role that you're in. If it's a leadership role of any kind, um, and I honestly think that everyone can consider themselves a leader in some way. Agreed. There's a reason you got into that role and it was more than your resume and it was more than, you know, your work accomplishments. Um, it's because you had the right personality and you attract people to yourself in some way. You're a good communicator. You know, whatever your strengths are, and I happen to think that most people have a funny side and a charismatic side that they can show. Show that because that's why people will want to come work with you or hire you, partner with you. Um, you know, just the corporate speak isn't going to attract anyone to you and help amplify what you're actually trying to say. And that goes for all channels. Like you said, it's not just LinkedIn. I mean, it's your other social channels too. But then if you're working in marketing or you're working alongside the marketing team, the communications team at your company, and you're sending out emails that are robotic, it's really the same thing. So it's more than just your personal profiles. It extends to everything that you're trying to say. Wow. So it's even more than LinkedIn. It like this, this is a lesson that goes across space and time. This is across all the channels, all, all the things, as they say, um, I, I can see why people maybe are polished on LinkedIn. Do we just have this thing where we feel like we have to be buttoned up, like we're all working for IBM or something? What, what is yeah. that? <laughs> I think so. I think everybody's thinking of it like, okay, how should I appear in my first interview? Right. And I get that. I mean, you don't want to go off and talk about highly controversial things probably. Um, I personally stay out of politics on Amen. LinkedIn, right. especially these days. Um, so I get that. And everybody has their own boundaries. Um, maybe there's some parts of your personal life you don't want to share. But I think there are ways to make your personality really shine through. And, you know, one of the first things you can do is if you're thinking about, okay, I want to share something that I'm doing at work. I, I want to talk about you know, a certain project and announce it. Talk about what actually made this thing happen. Like, what did you do? How did you work with your team members? How did you make this thing actually shine? That's what people really want to know. Yeah. And then how you feel about it too. So it's not, it's not just what you did, but also how you feel about it and, and the human yeah. side of it. Yeah. I, um, it was probably back in March or April when I first started getting really active on LinkedIn, but I remember somebody posted something along these lines about like, you know, don't be boring on LinkedIn. And I remember, um, I think I commented something like that too, like stop just posting your company updates on your LinkedIn. And this woman, she kind of got into it with me. She really? was like, that's not true. I um, post about my campaigns all the time. So of course, you know, knowing me, I'm a little bit stalkerish. I go to her page and I'm like, okay, what's she talking about? What does she post? Um, and she actually had a really interesting campaign that she works on. I think it was like um, cancer prevention, cancer awareness, something like that. Okay. And it was like a people-focused campaign. It would spotlight a survivor. Really compelling, but she was just kind of sharing them without much commentary, I think. Um, and, you know, like, proud that we did this this month, you know, and... So I said to her, that's a really powerful 
thing that you're doing, but if you shared some personal insights, people would be really drawn to it. Yeah. She totally didn't see my point. Um, yeah. So, but what, you know, what was she sharing? So, I mean, cause that, that's a powerful story. She wasn't, she was just sharing the logistics of it or something. No, I think she was part of working on a campaign with like posters that would have mm. a person's face, um, some kind of, you know, message or tagline about being a cancer survivor. Okay. Um, so I think it was about like cancer prevention and awareness. Um, so, you know, she was sharing those out so you could read the actual poster and learn about the person, but she wasn't really providing personal insights into, okay, wow. how did she make this camp? You know, what's her creative role in this? Um, how did you find the participants? You know, how did you do the photo shoot? How did you get the quotes? That's the kind of stuff that I want to know. And then also you could just share the personal, you know, way you felt, how it moved you to hear this person's story. And, you know, she could say, well, I met with, you know, Sam and he talked about his story and it reminded me of when I knew somebody who faced the same thing. And, you know, it really brings back emotions. And I know that's hard for people. It means being vulnerable. Um, but I think that you have to be if you want people to see you as a real person, which is what you are. You're not a robot. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's like, it's like, oh, and I, I feel you because I'd be a little, I'm like, man, you have such a thing here. You could do so much with this. All you have to do is just tweak it a little bit and it'd be so much more powerful than just sharing the announcement or just sharing the poster. It's almost like there's power in sharing what's behind the scenes. There's power in, in, so okay. there, there's power in sharing. It's almost like sharing behind the scenes at Disney World. Um, we don't want to just see the Disney World these days, especially on LinkedIn. Like for us, we could share, when we do this episode on LinkedIn, we could say, do you know how many times Mandy and I had to battle Wi-Fi? <laughs> crazy crazy microphones but we got it done like and it was an awesome conversation but those kind of things people like oh well okay interesting there's the stuff was going on and and they yeah, made the, it happen so this behind the scenes all the, the behind the scenes yeah yeah i know that's what i want and I, I think there's just no point to just sharing something that your company page already shared right. it's just repetitive and it, it doesn't add anything to the conversation and Right. You want actual engagement with people, then you have to give them something to engage with or ask a question, get them involved with you. And I think engagement is another key thing that leaders are often missing, missing out on. And it, yeah, like you said, it kills me to see like a missed opportunity with someone like that who had great fodder for her post, but just wasn't using it to its full capacity. Right. Yeah, it's frustrating. She's like, oh, I want this cause to do well. We want, we want to see you succeed, but you're, you're stuck in like 1980s marketing or something. And it's, <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. falling flat. Um, yeah. You, know, you mentioned the be real and be authentic. And clearly, clearly you're doing that. Um, I try to do that. How do you know when you are? And do, is, there, is there a litmus test or, or how, how do you do that? If someone's like, I think I'm being real, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think um, the best way to do it is to tell actual stories oh. from your life. Um, sometimes that's my own little test is like, am I writing a preachy post to people right now? Or am I actually talking about myself and something that happened and how I've applied that? And I think um, it was last week I posted something about being being on the struggle bus. No. People just... 
really related to that. It was like, yes, you know, yeah. I'm on that bus too. And everyone was coming out there flying with their own bus analogies, all the wheels falling off and crashing and yeah. being the owner of the bus company and stuff. And so, you know, it all started with my own personal experience of just having a rough week, you know, and instead of coming out there and saying like, here's how you can deal with being with, you know, struggling and with stress, I actually kind of related it to my life and then used a fun analogy, some pop culture. Yeah. That's really the way to do it. And I, and I, I want to respond to that because there, it takes a bit of courage to be vulnerable like that. And so I'm kind of finding out the be real, be authentic. It's not as easy as it sounds because you have to put yourself out there as a incomplete human, as a not yeah. perfect person back to the original point, not the polished perfect marble statue over in Paris. It's like, Hey, yeah. it's just me, you know? And, and yeah. And in last week, you're on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are either this week or last week or the week, and especially as it gets like darker and getting into the winter time. We're like, uh, wait, when do we have summer? When do we get to go out? <laughs> yeah, it's going to get harder and harder as yeah. the weather changes. And those of us who are still mostly at home, it's tough. But I mean, that's sort of where I got started with writing consistently on LinkedIn was, you know, there's no better time to show your real self and be vulnerable because everybody gets it. Yeah. right now and that's kind of how I started in March was I felt like you know my kids are home with me like how am I supposed to be working right now it was right. just I needed an outlet and then people really understood and responded yeah. and I felt that community just starting to build right away how, how are you even on this podcast right now <laughs> yeah well one's like on her own zoom box of yeah, that's... somewhere or... <laughs> yeah I am in the basement, truly. I, I'm in the basement too. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's what you got to do in 2020 is you got to yeah. like go away to the basement to uh, get stuff done. Yeah. I posted the other day about my little shadow kids finding me wherever I go. <laughs> I posted a gif of a kid like running from her own shadow and that's me running from my kids. Um, but, you know, it's totally. hard. They find you wherever you go. Now, I got to tangent you real quick. I know where we are. So I'll, I'll take us back to it. But you say gif. I usually say GIF. Yes. No, actually, I I flip back and forth. Do you? I Yeah, it's so hard because a few years ago, somebody said or it was going around on social that it's that it's GIF like the peanut butter. So it got stuck in my head. But you are correct. It's GIF because it stands for um, graphics, interface, format, something like that. Okay. So So it should be GIF, but I cannot get it out of my head. It's like... It's oh, like we were talking if, about pronouncing people's names. Um, you get you know, one now version that I in the your topic. Head. Now I'm confused. I don't even know what I was gonna. What what do I call it? GIF. GIF, <laughs> GIF and GIF. Yeah. GIF. I think I call it a GIF. Or we could just skip the conversation altogether and just call them JPEGs. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The issue is definitely when you uh, when you have the homeschoolers going on. It's uh, and everyone's trying to get to Wi-Fi. Then what do you do? That's cool. Yeah. With, yeah. with the magic of editing, this <laughs> episode will sound, but we should leave this part in. We should leave, whenever we talk about the Wi Fi being terrible, we should probably leave in if we can, because okay. that's the real that. that we're talking about. Like we were just talking about making this episode real. So we mm -hmm. could probably cut out the weird, like, er, er, er parts. But yeah. um, when we're like, oh, darn, that Wi Fi again, <laughs> <laughs> people, people can, can turn it into a, 
a drinking game or like a like a skit like a snack like a chocolate game every time you we talk about the wi-fi you can eat a chocolate or drink Ooh, i like that drink a beer any excuse i'll take it right imagine <laughs> we were playing that every time we had a wi-fi issue we we're like okay chug a lug <laughs> by the end i'd be calling it a, a gif as well <laughs> Yeah, I got really good at saying GIF, and then I, I didn't even – you called me on it, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad you called me on it. So uh, are you? Are you? Because I did kind of do it on national television, so maybe I should <laughs> apologize for doing that. That's fine. <laughs> and you know what? This relates back to our, our whole discussion yeah. on real is that you should let people call you on your shit. Like, that's another that. thing. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. Like, <laughs> there was this one um, – social media influencer person she's like specializes in social and i really liked following her stuff um you know i noticed she was always posting at the same time every morning like she kind of you know i was already sort of questioning her style but um one day she posted something about like how to do linkedin articles so i go to her linkedin profile and she had none she had no LinkedIn articles herself. Mm, <laughs> so I was, I was not trying to be a hater, but in the comments, I said, just wondering why you don't do them. And she... <laughs> First of all, can I pause? Can we say, my kids would say, burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess I wasn't really thinking at the time, like, this is going to come off like a big burn. I just thought it would be a conversation because I figured she might say, well, for me, my strategy doesn't make sense because X, Y, Z, but I recommend my clients do it or whatever. I just thought there'd be a rationalization. So it didn't <laughs> even occur to me. Well, that's how she took it. She got pretty pissed. And anyone in the comments who challenged her, she's mad. Um, and I want to find tried... that. Can we find it and link to it in the show notes? <laughs> yeah, well, she blocked me. So I don't oh. know. That's how it ended. Um, we went back and forth a couple times where I said, honestly, I did not mean any hate. I'm just wondering. And she said, why don't you go watch the video? I can tell you didn't even watch the video. Because that's what it linked to was her 30-minute YouTube video. And I'm like, listen, you know, you could have just answered real quick and said, I, I have a reason I don't do it. Um, it doesn't fit with my strategy or I'm thinking about doing it. You know, go watch the video for more. And yeah. that might have intrigued me to actually watch it. But if I'm going to commit 30 minutes of my time to something, like give me a little reason to do it and show that you give a shit about talking to me. Like it was pretty yeah. clear that she just wanted to engage with the people who agreed with her, who Ugh. liked her. Um, some Gross. of the comment threads went off into like a love fest of like, just ignore the haters, da -da, you know. And I was just like, Ugh. you know, and if someone calls me out on something, whatever it is, unless they're using hateful, offensive language, right. like I will engage with you. I will talk to you about it. I, you know, I'm here to listen. Maybe you have a valid point that I haven't thought about. And if you don't, then I'm going to debate with you and I'll probably win. So snap. that's my take. <laughs> snap. Um, you have to tell me who this is offline because I will I'm go check this out. Um, and I wonder if it's the same, someone on my, uh, this, uh, network I'm in they were like oh we should bring in someone to talk about LinkedIn and having seen you and other people and now talking to you and other people I was like okay if they bring in like who are they going to bring in because if they bring anyone maybe like this particular woman you were talking to and they've got less followers than even me then I don't want to like and I don't have that many followers but like talking to people like you and others where you've got like tens of thousands and twenties of that like followers out the wazoo 
like, I want to know what you have to say. Someone who has like a thousand or like, you know, yeah. no, no judgment, like having many as you want, they're not that important, but it's like, you know, I want to learn from someone who actually is doing this. Yeah. Um, so I wonder right. if it's the same one because, like, oh yeah, she spoke on this topic and you're like, go and looking at her profile and it's no, no, no summary at the no about section and no articles. And you're just like, yeah. oh. and you know, drink your own soda, drink your own Kool-Aid. Yeah, you're going to Kool tell people, eat your own cake, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. I'm, I'm sort of fascinated by, do you get the pitches from these LinkedIn coaches, like you said, who have like a hundred followers or something? LinkedIn I get coaches. them all the time. Okay. Well, first of all, you know about LinkedIn coaches, right? Uh, <laughs> the growing, well, the growing trend. What they're, they're here to like help you use LinkedIn. Like what, what I was talking about, help you use LinkedIn more. Yeah. And I mean, Look, it's something I want to get into too, is helping people with their LinkedIn, but I hate the term LinkedIn coach. And I would, for me, it would be more about helping you with your overall communications and marketing, yeah. you know, personal branding strategy, not just how do you post on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but I get DMs like regularly from people who, you know, want to help with <laughs> LinkedIn and I look at their profile and they have mm -hmm. 200 followers or maybe a thousand and like, like you, like, I'm not hating. Maybe you're getting started or maybe you have clients who have like crazy yeah. followings, but then you better talk about that and talk that up on your bio and have it featured. Otherwise, like no one's going to take you seriously. Yeah. It's like, we do a lot of part audit in my company and it's like the people are like, we do part out too, but their form is like MailChimp or something, you know, <laughs> no, no hate. I, I like MailChimp too, but like, if you're going to tell people you're going to help them with this technology, maybe you should use it too. Just saying. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get a, people actually hit you up telling you that you need a LinkedIn coach. Cause that would be kind of weird. Wouldn't it? People hit me up for everything. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. I, that's one of the biggest gripes I see on LinkedIn, but I just don't get the sense that people are looking at people's profiles before uh, pitching shit to them. So it's just, like, yeah. yeah, it's you just, know, People call it like the spray and pray, you know, they just pitch a bunch of people and hope that somebody takes the bait. And honestly, you should be teaching them probably. Um, I'll, I'll say it, you know, um, <laughs> you know what I found works really well for LinkedIn spammers. What? Tell them to go buy something of yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I get yeah. a note saying, Hey, uh, I want to help you with this thing. And it, you can almost tell from the headline too, when it's, when the headline says like, um, helping companies get leads. You're like, if you see someone trying to connect with you and that their headline says that you're the lead, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to help you. You're, you're getting, you're getting got. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but these, um, these people and they're like shooting notes and, and sometimes, you know, if, it, if I'm not sure, I'll just hi waiting for that. But if they like throw me a pitch, I throw them right back at them. They're like, here, that's blah, 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 check scheduled time. When are you good? I'm like, you know what I'm really, that's, I go, oh, that's really cool. You know what I'm excited about? My book that's live on Amazon right now. <laughs> Here's a link to it. Let me know what you think. Right. How many copies are you going to get? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get any response back from that? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes I do. Uh, I don't, have I got maybe like one or two people to buy it? I, or, or, or what right. I tell them is like, Oh, you want a 30 minute meeting? How many, how many books equals a 30 minute meeting? <laughs> right? and, and like, okay, you go buy, you know, 15 minutes. Okay. You go buy two books and then we'll, we'll chat. Um, 
but nobody really does. It just kind of puts it back on them. They're like, oh, this is frustrating. Let me go somewhere else. Um, I love that. One time, though, I accidentally sent that to someone who I realized wasn't trying to spam me. And, oh. But they sent me a nice response back there. Oh, that's exciting. And that's great. And I was like, oops. I'm like, hey, how are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm not my spam filter. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, you had, um, so back to that story about the, the gal with the one follower telling, telling you what's what and blocking you, blocking you to this day. By the way, oh, I feel well like- that, that woman had a decent amount of followers. I wouldn't say that she's like the biggest out there, but, um, you know, I think that she was using LinkedIn as one vehicle, but she's bigger on other, like she's big on yeah. YouTube and big on Instagram. And she's kind of like got that model look. <laughs> so she's kind of, um, Wait, she looks like a yeah. model. Yeah. Oh, oh no, kinda, no. Like the model look. Yeah. Like, like I, I went to her Instagram before she blocked me and stuff. Um, and she's <laughs> posing in a lot of pictures. And, Cause you're, you know. you're definitely the person I think of blocking all the time on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> like says it's happened a few times. Really? Yep. So are you just yep. throwing down, you throwing down some, some shade? Is that what's happening? You're just getting a little. I don't think so, but they do like, uh-huh. um, there've been a few things. I mean, I try, like I said, I try to avoid controversial topics for the most part, but sometimes I cannot stop myself because it's so ridiculous what they're saying. I yeah. think, um, you know, back when everything was happening around George Floyd's death and mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter was reemerging, um, someone posts one of my connections um, who I had engaged with a number of times successfully. Um, I, he posted something about Oh, now they're coming after the show Paw Patrol. Did you hear about this? Paw Patrol is a great show. So I don't yeah. know what, what people are mad about. It's, okay. So is, it, is Paw Patrol guess, bad? Like, I, it's just no. kids running around and they're like, are they puppies, right? No, it's totally fine. Oh, what okay. it all stemmed from was somebody made a satirical comment on Twitter saying like, we should, you know, cancel culture Paw Patrol because there's cop, there's dog cops on it. Oh, kidding! They were joking, <laughs> but they were joking. Got it. One side of the aisle took that and ran with it and started running articles about like now they're trying to come after Paw Patrol because of cops and this is ridiculous and we should respect. You know, they totally just miss, it just went over their head. So yeah. this guy posted about that and said, "No one's coming after it. It hasn't been canceled. This was all blown out of proportion." And he was like that's your perspective, whatever. And I was like, okay. And I sent him a link that showed like the facts because I'm just, I just want people to have the facts, you know? And then he blocked me. Oh, (laughs) very well. That was it. You know, I never say anything inflammatory to people. I never insult people, but things like that, when they want their feed to be everyone agreeing with them, they block you. Yeah. That that's, that's tough. I, you know what? Um, and by the way, for the record, Paw Patrol came out with a new movie called jet apparently. In, in oh, theaters good. now, uh, on hey. iTunes now. Um, okay. That's a good <laughs> so, recommendation for the kids. Sounds yeah. like, I know, right? Sounds like it's alive and well. Um, yeah. I, I know there's some comedians that are like great at burning people. And um, they even, uh, who is it? The, um, there's like the comedy battle guy. Who's the comedy, com- the roast king? It's like Jeff, mm. Ro- uh, Jeff Ross. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So he walks around and one time he was like, it, um, I don't know if Jimmy came alive or some someone, but he like walked around the studio and just burned staff members. And <laughs> nice. you go on the street and people are like, burn me, Jeff. And then they don't realize like he, he's good at it. 
he'll burn or he'll get people on stage at one of his shows and he'll just burn them individually down the line um, <laughs> but i was thinking the same thing like you know definitely call me out on my bullshit if you see anything that i do that'd be awesome i feel like it'd be like a badge of honor you know <laughs> to have someone be like is that you know i'd be like yeah no <laughs> that's like when you know you've made it right yeah sure. people are trolling you a little bit like yeah it's fun i um there's a guy i follow and i'm friends with luke matthews do you follow him what is that check him about? out he's he's pretty funny and irreverent and i i try to remember to be to be funny because of him but he totally on yeah on linkedin okay yeah so he totally um like he loves trolls like i think it's so funny he's like please troll me like i love to get into it with people i <laughs> like it doesn't phase him and i think we should all have that approach like don't let it phase you yes don't come at right. people with your first response being defensive like that that doesn't do anything like engage them and be like okay tell me more and then challenge them back like it's it's an opportunity to have fun and to listen yeah. to what someone else has to say is this the luke matthews is in england yeah yeah mm -hmm. well the reason he doesn't mind trolls is because he looks like he could beat them all up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think i would troll that guy to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, I'd be, I'd definitely be an anonymous egg on Twitter where he can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's far away. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like his LinkedIn photo is like super serious. I'm Luke Matthews. Oh yeah. Cheers, mate. I'm Luke Matthews. Let's fight after this football match. <laughs> Let's fight. Um, but yeah, I, I could see him laughing. I mean, ha ha ha. What do you have on me? But yeah, you're right. Don't take it too seriously. Um, but, but at the same time, that, that bit of professionalism, you don't have to be perfectly polished, but like what you put on LinkedIn does reflect yeah. you. So it does be yourself. Um, but also be mindful of the fact that it is out there for everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So don't it's be a jerk, I guess, is the, is the thing. It's been an interesting time where, um, you know, with all the things that are happening, like I said, with the racial justice movement and yeah. if you're going to go out there and comment and say something that's you know bigoted or hateful um expect your employer might see that like that yeah. might get yeah. back to them so i mean there's definitely a line and you have to know you have to be comfortable with whatever you're going to say out there that your colleagues and your bosses will see it and that's how i feel about mine i don't think there's anything they've ever <laughs> questioned me on um right. at my work so they know that's just me being me. And I mean, I have the position of, yes, I do social media. I do, you know, digital media for a living. So they, I think they get that I'm out there and it's a good thing. So yeah. not everybody's coming from that place. And I get that, but find where your line is and how much of yourself you feel comfortable sharing and then do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of those things where it, you just, you yourself, um, don't be a jerk but then people can tell. Do you remember, there's a, there's a kind of a classic social media case a long time ago of some lady that got on a plane in like England, she was flying to South Africa. And by the time she got there, she was fired. Yes. You like that? Wow, yeah. And I can't even remember what the, what the tweet was. It was not good. Um, yeah. It, it was basically something racist about where she was going to Africa and probably something about AIDS being there. Um, yes, that's so right. Media. Yep. Mishap. <laughs> I don't think people realize how instant social media is sometimes. Like they, you know, maybe now people know. 
Yeah. But <laughs> I found it. It's how one stupid tweet blew up Justine Sacco's life. Okay, now there you go. Hey, Justine. Hope she's better. Do you remember? Hope she's learned her lesson seven years later. We're still talking Probably. about her on a podcast. Um, but <laughs> wow, she, yeah, she wrote something about uh, going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. So oh, something you oh. don't ever say or think for that matter. Um, or think. Just, yeah. This is wrong. But what's crazy about that, that's like, that's the most wrong. That's like, if you're going to be wrong, that's the most extreme wrong you could possibly, like, unless you're swearing, you can't, how do you get better than that? So yeah. she said that on a tweet, then got on a flight. Um, <laughs> she was at Heathrow. Oh, she was, she was, she was at Heathrow on a little layover. It's like, if you're on a layover and you've been having a little bit too much of that tomato and vodka, like, don't, don't pick up your phone and tweet. Nope. Um, she chuck oh she chuckled to herself as she pressed in. Okay, I don't know how do they know that she chuckled to herself. They don't know that. That's a little. <laughs> she might have just fallen back into a a stupor. Um, but then um, no one replied, <laughs> which didn't surprise her. She only had 170 followers on Twitter. Um, wow. On the plane, it was an 11 hour flight, so she slept. When she, when the plane landed in Cape Town, she was taxing on the runway. She turned on her phone. Right away, she got a text from someone she hadn't spoken to since high school. I'm so sorry to see what's happening. <laughs> oh, no. She was uh, uh, another text. You need to call me immediately. It was her best friend. You're the number one worldwide trend right now on Twitter. Oh, you God. <laughs> In a bad way. <laughs> I did not realize she only, or maybe I knew then, that she only had 170 followers. That's insane. Wow. But... So, well, I guess she got she got good engagement on that tweet. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the worst. So okay, so yeah, and then uh, uh, in light of that, um, people are donating in light of that. Oh, and she how did she get a PR job? Um, her employer, the owner of the Daily Beast and OKCupid okay Vimeo, um, she's unavailable. She's on an international flight. All I want to see is her face when she lands. Anyways, there's a great article. New York Times has a great article, 2015, about this. And okay. I imagine that by the time she landed, she did not have a job. But but it's worse. She's the number one twend, uh, twending, tw uh, trending tweet on Twitter. That's a good one. Um, she decided to wear a sun. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, don't be like her. That was bad. No, that's not the way you want to become Twitter famous. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's not it. Um, so now that we learned what not to do, maybe this other gal is what also not to do. She was talking about articles. What's your take on articles? Do you do them anymore? Because I remember I used to do them, and uh -huh. then, like you'd get maybe I only have 170 followers, but like you'd get like a few engagements, and then I was like, I've spent like a year writing this thing. Is it even uh -huh. worth articles anymore? What, what's your take? What's your take? And I care more about yeah. what you say than her 30 minute video. <laughs> Great, thanks. Yeah. It's um, it's a shame that um, LinkedIn has made them harder to find. At least yeah. that's what people are saying, and that's um, what we think the algorithm is doing. Um, so that's one reason people aren't doing them as much. I totally agree with you that the amount of time and effort it takes to put a good one together, and then not seeing any engagement on it, it just completely takes the wind out of your sails to do more. Um, I haven't done any. The reason that I would consider it in the future is um, for SEO purposes, they are picked up in search engine um, mm -hmm. results, whereas your posts on LinkedIn are not. So 
um, if you have something and you want to really get it out there, increase the reach of it, then, you know, go for it. Do a LinkedIn article. Um, I would even say do it above maybe your blog, unless your blog's getting really great traffic already. Um, really? I think, above the blog? Yeah. I mean, if you're already doing great on your blog, like, keep it up. Um, but if you're just starting out and you're trying to provide resources to people and, like, deeper research, um, try LinkedIn articles and see where it gets you. It's just going to be yeah. a new way to get you that exposure. And obviously, if you have something that's a lot more in-depth to say than a post, then go ahead and try an article. I just wouldn't rely on them for the reach do you and engagement any? that you want. Do you What'd you say? Do you, uh, sorry, do you do any articles? No, I haven't done any. and So I won't make a video about it. I was going <laughs> to <But> say... <laughs> Well, you're okay. You don't have to do articles because you didn't spend 30 minutes telling people why they should do articles. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I do see where there's value in them. And I could, I could consider doing it in the future um, yeah. for any of those reasons. Um, if I start up my own website and want to promote that, which is something I'm thinking about doing, but you know, yeah. mom, working mom life, that'll be later. So yeah. can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe when they all go back to school, we'll have a little more free time. Um, yeah. Craziness. Okay. Um, where do you think this is going? Like, um, we've certainly evolved, thankfully, from 2013 and Justine, or hopefully we have. Uh, but yeah. what, what, what do you see coming around the bend in the future? What, what kind of changes? LinkedIn's doing stories now. What, yeah. What's your take on the future of LinkedIn and the social realm, really? Um, I think people have speculated that in the coming years, LinkedIn will become a place for advertisers that will get behind the influencers who are really making good content. Oh. Um, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Obviously, there's LinkedIn advertising, but, um, you know, the level is not where it is with Instagram and, and influencers. So I could see that happening in the next couple of years. I mean, I just think companies are missing out on a huge, huge opportunity to have people amplify their brands, yeah. and I'm surprised they're not doing it. So I can see it happening. Um, the algorithm and the things that LinkedIn prioritizes are so unpredictable. I just don't know why they focus on certain things over others. Like, I wouldn't have put stories at the top of the list of things to change, personally. Um, lame. I think it's lame. I do too. Do you use them though? Have you tried doing them? And what do you do? I, I haven't yet. I was thinking maybe today <laughs> since I already did my hair for this. Nice. So, <laughs> right? the thing so you is should like take a selfie yourself... right now and be like on the podcast with Casey. Yep. And then... yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's hard for me to quite see the value in it for LinkedIn, except that it does add to the whole humanizing yourself piece you know That's making true. you know showing your personality so yeah, that yeah. part of it you know it's fun um it can't hurt i don't think but um i wouldn't let it replace a regular hosting strategy and frequency yeah it, it's also like it's not facebook it's not instagram right so like i went rock climbing on tuesday and i brought this up before do i post a picture of me rock climbing or is that like completely not helpful for anyone? So why would I post that? Like, does it have to be helpful? Yeah. I mean, story? I don't think that it 
I don't think that's how people are using it to be helpful, really. I think people are using it to show another side of themselves. So you right. could do it, but the benefits are yeah. questionable. And, and yeah. I can't, I can't, unlike no, Cheese Whiz, where you can like pour the cheese on, where it's like, look at me climbing. This is just like the buyer's journey. We got to <laughs> struggle up the cliff. And like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't I do totally it. I totally hear you. I can't do it. <laughs> I know yeah. some people can, and I'm sure they have more followers than I do, but I can't do it. <laughs> They can and they do. I'm I'm not sure it's the best strategy right. sometimes. This is a real stretch. This rope is like my buyer's journey. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. gotta hold on to it. And the person belaying you is okay, I say this now, but watch me write a post now. I'm gonna I'm gonna write an article. <laughs> like rock climbing is like sales and marketing alignment. Actually, that might be okay. But um For an article, yeah. Yeah. But whatever just gets a picture of me in rock climbing gear out there for everyone else to see how cool I am. I think that would be I'm yeah. only half kidding, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's Friday, right? Like, what is even going on? Um, no. Who are you? How, how did you become who you are? You have like 18,000 followers right now. You are, you, when, you, when you comment, people listen. When you like something, pe- like, you are an influencer. Um, I guess. Who are you? Mandy. <laughs> Take us back in time. Little you days. Little me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that I always liked to write. Okay. I always liked my English classes, my reading assignments. That was always me. Um, so while I don't think my education or even the formal education I had helped me figure anything out yeah, <laughs> about what same. I was going to do, I'm hoping that's totally different now. Um, I knew that um, if somebody needed help writing a paper, like, I was there for them. I would help gotcha. them. Shout out to the University of Maryland. Thanks, thanks for nothing. Just kidding. <laughs> Go Terps. I love you guys. No, I think it's a fundamental. This is, that could be a whole other podcast is the education system. And I, I think things now are shifting to the point where people, as they're growing up, because of social media, because of online access, they see people who they want to be like, and they figure out what profession they want so much earlier. And they can yeah. start making headway toward that, like, as a teenager and start doing internships and all this stuff, building a portfolio, like it's incredible. Um, but we didn't have that. Right. I didn't have that. Um, Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Maryland, um, okay. a little town called Columbia. Um, and that's also where I work or when I used to go to the office. <laughs> so I still have kind of a, a touchstone to my yeah. hometown still there that's cool um, same here i grew up in nashua new hampshire and i'm still in nashua i like traveling and coming back here yeah nice now we're a little closer to to dc um okay. which is nice um when we used to go there and um yeah columbia is a cool little city if you ever want to check it out it um was really founded to be this like diverse um sort of open collaborative city and a lot of those principles still stand today hmm. cool very cool so you're writing you're writing you're writing so you go to school for writing in english mm-hmm. and at any point when is like the marketing bug getting to you i didn't know a thing about marketing um i really I didn't, didn't yeah yeah um i wish that i had taken some courses in it looking back but i i didn't know that then um, so yeah, when I got out of school, I, um, found a job as an, an editor, technical editor in their communications department. Um, mm-hmm. 
at a consulting firm. And so that was a little bit more communications, but it had some aspects of, of marketing, um, but it was marketing for government clients. And, you know, I was there for a little while and then I went to a university and that was really where I first started in a true marketing um, department, marketing and communications and started gotcha. to kind of learn the ropes there. Yeah. Wow. And then, and so like, and then it's like off to the races at that point. Now you're, you're writing with purpose. It's to get people to take an action or understand right. something or. Yeah. 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 And it, it was a cool time because I mean, not to date myself, but um, social media was just kind of emerging yeah. at that point. And so I remember being part of launching, you know, the first channels for the, for that university. Oh, no um, kidding. Yeah. I have to have was, those conversations with grumpy old professors about like what social media is and. Oh God. Yes. Yes. And I mean, including at the job. And then when I switched to the job I'm at now, I used to spend a lot of my time defending social right. media, what it is, what its purpose is, like, it's not going to kill us. It's going to be okay. Um, right. You know, I'm glad that we're at a place now where people, it's like, you have to do it. There's no, there's no other way. But in the beginning, it was a little bit more of an uphill battle for sure. Yeah, no, that, that that's what I guess kids these days won't realize is that, you know, when you grow up without social being everywhere and phones being everywhere and there's some transitions that have to happen and yeah and, yeah yep well if you if you were to look back um hypothetical for you i may mm -hmm. have a time machine in nashua new hampshire and um in my backyard covered with a tarp and um if you can use that so covid's all done come visit you can use my time machine you go back in time and visit yourself after your graduation your undergrad you can go say hi to yourself. Hello. <laughs> and you, you can give yourself advice. What kind of things would you tell yourself? Oh, yeah. I, I think that um, I would say start thinking about and exploring some of the things that you want to do most. Um, you know, I think I did some of the right things. So I, I would yeah. still continue on the path. I mean, I went... Luckily, when I worked at a university, that meant I got free tuition to get my graduate degree. So I got a degree in, um, in design. And oh, so sweet. that's where yeah. I learned a lot about, um, you know, visual design, graphic design, some web, some co basic coding. So I think I would still want those skills, but I would love um, a few others that I use so much now. And I think some more um, marketing training. I think um, I love video editing. So I think it's it's cool what you do. And I, I want to hear more about how, how you edit the pod, but um, yeah. you know, I've dabbled in it and I've worked more with video agencies now and I just love, I love what they do. So I think, yeah, I would get, you know, invest the time in some more, in some more skills and spend the time to think a little bit more about what is it that I want in the future and how can I build a portfolio to get there? I think that people in their early 20s maybe now they get it but i i don't think they always understood that you especially in the creative field that you can start to build that portfolio right away you don't yeah. you can you can make things up but like have something to show that shows you know your strengths and, and what you do right away yeah it's so true you, whether you have a degree or not or this or that if you're like look what i can do we're like cool do more yeah. of that in our company right now exactly. like, like that's how really it, you know companies you know having now created some and been a part of some and you realize oh it's not this you know a 
amorphous beast, this black box. They just, if you can help them get the things done that they need to get done, they're like, yeah. get on over here. And gone right. are the days everybody's being like, wow, this, this person can really help us, but they don't have the proper degree or not from like, I don't even care. I don't even ask yeah. what school people go to anymore because it's just like, but I do ask, oh, show me this or tell me more about that. And then they can demonstrate or they have all these examples and it's like, cool, giddy up, let's do this, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. And, and that's, yeah. And, and the other thing I would tell my, my former self is like, know your worth, research what you're worth, um, create the path and the career and the title that you want. Like, it's not all set in stone. Um, and I think more and more now I've become an advocate of, um, of that, of making sure that you're paid what you were, what you're worth, that you um, shape the direction that you want, that you don't just let others do that for you. Yeah. You know, to that point, you, you mentioned what the, you know, understanding and figuring out what you want to do, what you want. Um, mm-hmm. I think I went through a lot of life letting other people say like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you want this, right? And oh, yeah, I guess. And, cause I, and I didn't know because I didn't spend time myself figuring out what I wanted, I was more influenced by what everyone else thought that I should want. And exactly. when you do that, it's just like a terrible chain of reaction, a chain reaction of like, you're not inspired, you're not doing what you want to do. And so subconsciously, you may even just not be good at it because you're like, well, I don't want to do this. Um, so anytime a situation pops up now, like even recently, something happens, you're like, uh, yikes, what am I going to do here? It's like, pause. Yeah. What to come out of all this? And then mm-hmm. let that shape your next actions, not just jumping right into go, 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 go. Maybe mm-hmm. that isn't that what everyone else would say is the right answer. Maybe it's just what you, what gets you to where you want to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it takes the time and it, it's hard for people to dedicate that time. I know it's hard for me to really think about what it is I want and how to get there. Um, but it's worth it. And I think um, anytime you can carve out opportunities for yourself to get there, you should do that. And I mean, for me, I, where I'm at now at, at um, Enterprise Community Partners, I've been there, it'll be 10 years in November. I never, ever expected that. Um, but I think that I've done a good job in recent years of trying to shift and take on more responsibility so that I could get recognized and move into another role. And I, I don't think, especially women, I'll say, mm. do that enough. So raise your hand, you know, and, and tell your bosses, like, I deserve a promotion. I deserve a raise. I, this is where I provide value. This is what I, can, what I can do. And just shake up the status quo. Like, you don't have to follow the rules perfectly. You can, you can prove your worth and shape your own future shape your own future i love it yeah that's marketing it. that's definitely my marketing talking but you know what i mean yeah it's marketing <laughs> but it's real i mean it's marketing because it sounds good but it, but it's it comes from a real sentiment you know yeah um it's it's this you you gotta you gotta advocate for yourself yes you know and, and um sometimes other people will but assume that they won't so uh, exactly you, you need to just you know I don't want to say it's not like it's not like looking out for yourself. It's not that sort of the selfish angle of it. It's just more like looking out, looking for yourself. Like where mm-hmm. where can I show more value? Where can I step up? Where can yeah. I do things? Uh, yeah, taking on more responsibility. Companies basically pay people based on how much responsibility they have. So the more you take on, the more you you should be receiving. And then to your point, you should be asking for. 
you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And then find, and then find who those advocates are, the people who will support you yeah. the most and they're there, you know, you just have to, you have to find them sometimes, but it's a process. And I, I think that um, that's something I would definitely remind my older self, uh, my younger self, maybe my older self too. Right. I would rem- remind my younger self that like you have control in what happens and you're the driver. You have control. You are the driver. That is cool. You are full of sound bites. You can't even help yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man, I should be like recording it. Well, we are, but for a LinkedIn post. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you some some live feeds. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, what about a podcast for you? You ever thought of doing that? I am now, just because this is so fun. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm enjoying really every is, minute. Right? I, I mean, you're great at it. So I, oh, I love to hear your tips. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this thing. I think I mentioned to you before the podcast, but I, I've been doing this thing called quad meets where um, you host a session and then three people, you don't know who it's going to be in advance. Um, three people show up and it's just 30 minutes of talking about whatever huh. you want. And, you know, trying to connect people to other people on LinkedIn is, is part of it too. Um, so that's been a little bit of a dabble into I don't know, that kind of hosting role and it's just fun. It's really, there's no, you know, like monetary value that's put into it. It's just fun. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's quadmeets.com looks like. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I just see four people smiling at each other, waving. That's cool. (laughs) I could make it, I could see where them I've done like one-on-ones with randos and that's been interesting and fun, thankfully, but you never know. So I, I can see how with four, at least you've got like, dynamic yeah yeah Yeah. just in case (laughs) there's a weirdo Uh uh-huh so yeah so what would you call it your podcast just put me on the spot i don't know well you know my hashtag on linkedin is more with mandy so i could play off that or something (laughs) i I like that and people and people people will be like oh haha like mandy more um like kind of because people often nickname me Mandy Moore just because my name's Mandy. So it's because the other the Double. other Mandy that they know, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That that could get um I guess I I'd check it out in the search to see if, if that would be up upstaged by Mandy Moore if you <laughs> maybe more with Mandy. Spelled differently. We have that. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is one. A podcast called that? The More with Mandy Show. Ooh, I gotta check it out. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I would have to do some analysis and research, I guess. I guess someone, but you know what? At least that means you're on the right path because you came up with an idea that someone else already has. So keep yeah. doing those things because that, yeah, really, even just, you have a cool last name too, though. You really do. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it's my husband's, but I took it. Nah. <laughs> what was it beforehand? Uh, mouthful. Well, it it was Agatstein, A G A T S T E I N. It's um, my parents are from the um from Ukraine originally, really? Jewish Ukrainian. Yeah. So it's people can never really pronounce it, and so I was like, pretty excited to take a more simple name. Right. So I didn't have to ask you how to pronounce it before the show, even. Yeah. I do with some people. Um, nice. Did you speak Ukrainian and stuff at home or? My parents actually um, spoke Russian there. Um, Yeah, I think it was the Soviet influence um, at that time. So 
I knew bits and pieces. What happened was I have an older sister. They started trying to speak to her in Russian when she was already probably like two. And she said one day, this is the story. One day she said, I don't want to speak Spanish because she'd been watching Sesame Street where they do a lot of Spanish. <laughs> and I guess that was the beginning of the end. My parents were like, we don't want to confuse her. You know, they just had no idea. They were brand new <laughs> to the country. I don't want to speak Spanish, guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and so now we're sad that they didn't speak to us from the beginning. I have so many friends who are Spanish speaking and they have kids and they start right away speaking in Spanish and I'm like and then they sometimes they get upset because their kids are a little confused when they start school with English and I'm like trust me they are going to be set for life they will get they will pick up English but then they will also have Spanish so but I did take Russian at University of Maryland um, for a year and a half so I have uh, losing a lot of it now I have the Rosetta Stone app so it's going to start again at some point Um, have you have you tried using any of it on your parents I said something to my mom the other day and she was like, I'm proud of you. Oh, <laughs> so good. I was I like, as long as to... she doesn't correct you, like, no, 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 you say it this way. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, my dad is no longer with us, but he oh. was my number one advocate, um, uh, I guess, teacher during yeah. when I was taking that class. He would sit down with me, like I would come home the weekends and he would help me with Russian. Oh, he wow. was like a master of, and that's probably one of the reasons when you ask about my childhood. One of the reasons um, I love English was somehow that man mastered the English language after coming here and not knowing, you know, anything. Um, really? He was so good at grammar, I think, on both on both languages. So, wow. Oh, so, so you really got your your start from him then? I and, think so. Yeah. Yeah, and and he was he was incredible. He he was a. Um, an engineer so he's mm. you know math science guy he's got the whole thing but i when i look back at his story i'm just so impressed with everything that wow. he managed to do when he came here you know without much of anything yeah and even expecting an engineer to then go do the silly weird language of english that makes no sense sometimes <sighs> but he yeah. wrapped his head, hands around it sounds like mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool does yeah. it is it kind of a special thing then whenever you speak russian does i don't know if that reminds you of those times coming in the class and everything. Yeah, 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 I think so. I don't do it enough, so yeah, got to get back to it. Get, get back at it. Do mm-hmm. a Russian podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, at, about a year after my dad died, my mom and I went to Russia together. Not Ukraine, but to on a trip to Russia. She said she had no interest in going to Ukraine, but um, she was sort of my speaking guide wow. person, and it was really cool to see her in her element and be able to bounce back and forth between languages and experience some of the places. Cause my dad went to university, um, in St. Petersburg. So we got to no kind of kidding. see like, his city. And... What was that trip like? I've never been to Russia. Oh yeah. We were going to talk about travel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Now's the time. <laughs> it was, it was really cool. We went for two yeah. weeks. So we did the first week in St. Petersburg. Now I'm forgetting the order, but one week in St. Petersburg, one week in Moscow. Okay. Um, I loved St. Petersburg. It's beautiful. Really? Um, yeah. Just all the architecture, all, you know, the food was, re- was actually really good. It was, I remember it was very expensive. All the restaurants were really super expensive, but that the food was fantastic. Um, we tried, we got an apartment in both places. So we tried to go shopping and buy and make food too um 
and, and Moscow, you know, it's obviously rich with culture, um, mm -hmm. but it was a little bit more run down. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a little bit more run down. The city looked like it needed a little help. Um, but we went to the ballet. That was really cool. Oh, the Russian ballet in Russia? Huh? Yeah. What was that like? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. My daughter does ballet, so oh. I, I saw no ballet up to being a father. And then, <laughs> and then being a <laughs> father, pretty sure I've seen the Nutcracker a few times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, crazy. Well, what about Japan? I, I know that you, you had mentioned, because we were chatting earlier, like, oh, where would you want to go? Now you've been to Russia, and it sounds like the next thing on your list post-COVID when you get a chance to go is Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, one of my coworkers went a couple years ago and she loved it. Like I keep he hearing incredible stories about it. I've heard that the people are just wonderful people. Like they're, they'll help you. They'll help you figure out where to go. <laughs> and yeah. that's always one of my travel fears is like people being mean and being like, oh, these stupid Americans, which in Russia, they kind of were. Really, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I had my mom to like help me out. Um, so yeah, I like that. I definitely want to try the food. I'm a pretty, I'm a fairly adventurous eater. My husband's a really adventurous eater. Nice. So it'd be fun to see, you know, what he would try, what I would try. Um, I don't know. It just sounds like a different, it's different from your typical, like, or like each trip, that kind of thing. So totally way out there. Yeah. So you tell me more about it. Yeah. It, it kind of, Kind of like what I would imagine Russia would be, unless you read Russian, which is you can't read a single thing at all, not even close. Um, and uh, it's interesting because uh, you know, go to other countries, especially if they speak Spanish or French, you you can at least read the thing and yeah. um, make a judgment call. Or if it's a name of a town, you can make a judgment call. You can't sure. you can't make out any of that in Japan. And the the blessing too, though, is you can't make out any advertisements. And they're everywhere, but that's you, true. You bounce off you because you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> cool, cool colors, neat little stick figure. I don't know what you're saying. Um, yeah. And so it's it's like you get to see advertisements and see the culture, but it doesn't quite, you know, get into your brain. So it's just this like amazing. It's an amazing place. The the people um, talk about professionalism. The opposite of what we talked about LinkedIn. Just the professionalism and uh, mm. but the fun and the friends I had a chance to train some people at a partner um, many 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 years ago teaching them how to use lasers and it was fun it was really cool but they took us they took us out to to lunch you know and then would take us out to dinner and um, where did we go out when we went out for dinner Chinese <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah and wow. you think oh take us to your your best Chinese restaurant no 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 they get that all the time. They're like, where can we go? Oh, let's go to the Chinese grill. So we went to this Chinese restaurant. They basically grilled different body parts of animals and, <laughs> and they were like available and they were drinking sake and just, it was just really cool to, um, to connect with people in different languages. And there was this one yeah. phrase, um, oh, Pimsler. So I know you have Rosetta Stone, but I'm a big fan of Pimsler. Okay. They're audio, they're audio CDs now, audio uh -huh. MP3s, audio, whatever. Um, and I would typically listen to Pimsler on the flight over to any nice. country I didn't know. So I could learn the polite, how, hi, how are you? I speak English. What do you do? You speak English. And, um, and those kind of niceties to be polite. And there's this one phrase I learned on the flight over that, which was something like, um, 
Tenki Desne, something like that. Yo Tenki Desne, mm -hmm. pronunciation's a little off, but um, that it's basically slang. And I remembered it because all the other stuff was formal, but this was kind of like slang. And I was like, yeah. the people talk kind of thing. Yeah. And slang for just, it's a nice day out, isn't it? And, and the response is, so Desne. Like, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and so um, I remember walking to lunch, from, taking a break we're, you know, from the training, and we're walking to lunch with our partners, our Japanese partners, and they're just great people. And I was like, oh, what's that? You know, I tried to remember that phrase all day. I tried to remember that phrase all day. Couldn't remember it. But then I was outside downtown Tokyo, looked up at the sky, blue with nice clouds. It was a beautiful day. And I was like, it's such a nice day. And then it came to me. And it was like, then I looked over to him and I said, Yo, thank you, Disney. And he, he was like, huh? He's like, so okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, he said the exact, he said what they say they would say. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, best compliment ever was when he said, um, did you study Japanese in college? Right? And it was like, no, on the, on the plane flight over here. But thank you. <laughs> it's so fun to, um, to do that. Well yeah, it's, it's great. Um, we stayed at this, um, the Palace Hotel, which is right across the street from the Imperial Palace. And in, in the morning, I could go for a run around the Imperial Palace, um, which is amazing. And then they had um, the History Museum is like up high. They've elevated above the city. It's like way up high, um, almost on stilts. But they have full life-size houses, um, boats, all these things from history. They're all in there. It's amazing. Oh, wow. and I remember coming out of there and they had a, a festival a sumo wrestling festival and they were they were serving up soup the soup that the sumo wrestlers eat which is actually like very healthy which is funny um very healthy soup and so we all got a bowl of that and yeah it just it's a fantastic place that's cool is it your favorite place or do you have another favorite that you've traveled to <sighs> new favorite is paris i went to paris oh. last year and I, and i thought like it was it was the contrast everyone says they're mean and they're rude and this and that. And maybe it's just because I didn't try, try to, like, I, I know enough to be polite, but I don't know any other French, right? So yeah. I'm like, I'll say those things and the rest of it, I'll be like, hmm. And then they go hop into English and I'll hop in English and we're not pretending anything. So I, mm -hmm. I had no problem. I, when I got there, I realized they were all about wine and food and enjoying life. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm, sure. I'm yeah. in. I don't need to be all work, 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 work. Like, Let's do this. Let's, and, uh -huh. uh, so that's my new favorite because the art, the art and the culture. Yeah. I remember at night um, on the Seine, I guess it is. Um, is it the Seine? Yeah, the, the river goes right through Paris. Um, yeah. All, everyone came out and was sitting along the river talking mm. to their friends. And even the kids, like the teenagers were sitting there with their friends. And we're in the U.S., they'd be drinking like Mike's or like cheap beer or some rum that their uncle got them. They were drinking bottles of wine. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, even the teenagers are classy. Yeah. <laughs> on? So, awesome. yeah. Yeah. And it, but, is their wine better? I don't know. I, I, yes. I went to Paris when I was a teenager, so I don't, I don't know that. But yeah. I remember in Italy, the wine was better. Yeah. Yeah. And mere, mere table wine, the, the cheap wine is just like really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but real quick tip for you on Japan, um, mm -hmm. the subways, um, the names of the stations, great subway, definitely ride that. But the yeah. names of the stations aren't transliterated. They're all in kanji. So you don't know what they say. You also don't know what station you're at or which one to get off of to next. Oh, so, wow. 
um, the hotel um, can give you a card usually that has all the stations transliterated. So it'll say like, oh, Oribachi station or something like that. Okay. Um, and then you count the dots, right? Mm, yeah. And, or, and then you, and you see the transliteration so you can listen. And what's interesting is every station has its own theme song. So you pull oh. into a station and it's like, dee, 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 some kind of cool theme song. It's like Oribachi station. Uh, or a budget, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and yeah. then a little theme song. So you can kind of like remember that. But if we, one time we left without that card, we ended up in oh, a no. station and my colleague and I were looking at the sign. We were, we're done. We can't find anything. Some nice person was like, do you need help? It was like a yeah. nice businessman. We're like, yes, please. Actually. He's like, oh, That's English, right? Yeah, what station are you looking for? Blah, blah, blah. And help us get there. So it was like the cool, so cool in a random subway to be helped, helped out. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, travel <laughs> cool. times, right? Yeah, one day. One day soon. Coming out the tunnel, so it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Hey, where can people connect with you if they want to reach out? Yeah, Get well. More Mandy, hashtag. Yes, more with Mandy is my hashtag. You can look me up on LinkedIn. You should, I think it's just Mandy McIntyre is the URL. Okay. Um, and where else? Yeah, that's the main place. I have that's a cal Calendly link, but if you hit me up on LinkedIn and if you say you want to meet up, then I'll send you the Calendly link. And I'm always happy to meet up with people. I, it's just a free consultation to see if there's something we can do together. I can help you on LinkedIn or with your social or communications. Happy to talk to you. I believe it. Um, and we, let's definitely stay in touch as well. I think you should have sponsors. I think, I think you should. And um, mm, Let's talk more about that. We should talk more about that and figure out yeah. what does it even look like. Maybe we could be the trailblazers to figure out what that even looks like. Exactly. Um, but this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on here. I just had so much fun just chatting with you here on this Friday. Our Wi-Fi got better. At, it did. Yeah. It was great. At the very beginning, people don't even realize this. Like, <laughs> it was a pretty crazy experience being like, what is going on? But then now it's good, which means probably they're all done school is what's, what's happened. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Same here. And for the people listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I got the notes over here to prove it, then yeah. share this with someone else. Be a thought leader on LinkedIn is a great place to do that. But what you do is you don't just share a link. You actually put what you got from this. What's the takeaway? What's something that Mandy had said that was like, oh, interesting. I'm going to try that. And there's a bunch of things here. The funny side, the personal branding, Articles or no articles, GIFs or GIFs. Um, there's some, be real, be authentic. There's so many things here that we've talked about. Put your takeaways on there. And the trick is to now put the link in the comment section. Um, but then tag myself, tag Mandy. We'll jump in there. We'll have a conversation with you on that post. And that is what thought leadership is all about. That's what LinkedIn's all about. And definitely hit up uh, Mandy. Connect with her. Don't be a stranger. When you send her a note on LinkedIn, say where you heard her so she doesn't know yeah. if you're trying to sell her LinkedIn coaching. Um, Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Mandy, thank you so much. Let's stay in touch. You are a rock star. Thanks. You too, Casey. Appreciate right. it. For everyone listening, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.